Check it out, Beavis. A wedding. Whoa! <laughs> um, so what? <laughs> so we gotta go, dumbass. In every wedding, there's like this bride chick, and then right after it's over, everyone gets to make out with her. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Plus, I heard that like chicks put out on their wedding night. It's like a law or something. <laughs> We're there, dude. <laughs> Hello. He goes to one tournament, 24 hours, and can't even do this simple job again. I am so ready for a new host. <laughs> what? what are, oh, are, finally. Are we, are we finally. on? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah we're on, ass. Oh, What's sorry. Uh, oh, my uh, head. My head. Uh, new host time. New host time. I'm really tired. Really tired. You need to suck it up, buddy. It's only Monday. <sighs> You should have already caught up from this freaking sleep. I missed this stupid thing from work, even though I would have been in it. This sucks. And now we got to talk about you guys winning and playing good. Guys? I almost ready to quit. What? We have a guest? Yeah, yeah, we have a All guest. Right, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me compose myself. I'll do the intro. Are you ready? <sighs> ready? Okay. <clears throat> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. I'm done. We have a new co-host. We have a new co-host. And who is it? Hi, I'm New Spitingale. <laughs> <laughs> new Spitingale. Oh, Spite I like that. Tim, now to be a true co-host, <laughs> you have to go by the oh my. Oh my. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> and, and you on a lot. Oh my. <laughs> Ooh, I should make a soundboard. I could turn Bruce into an app and probably co-host uh, just giving Ron the app. <laughs> there you go. So welcome. Tim Sexton is back with us on the podcast this week. And this is episode 68, Rocky 2. Yo, I finally kicked that guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> he wins the title, finally. Uh, Dun, 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 etc. So what you guys do this weekend? I worked. Oh, sorry for and that. And at the bar. Bummer. Let's see what I did. I'm trying to remember. You were Captain Third. Captain Third. That's who I, who I was. I played in the 24-hour final battle. The fourth year of the final battle, which implies that none of them were the final battle, except maybe this one. The final countdown. And I think one of you hosts were there, too. Right? Yes, I, think, yes, I, I think was. So. But the other one wasn't. Yeah, he, he, I got called in the work Thursday well, tell morning. Them the whole, tell them the whole story. Well, Thursday morning, I got a call from the boss saying, oh, well... One of the customers wants to pay for weekend service. And I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. And you're the one on call. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I said, I wanted this weekend off. I was going to a tournament. Well, if you get somebody else to take over, I don't mind. 
asked everyone on the on the team, and guess what? A uh, no. <laughs> so then, two hours later, Jim from the Sanctum emails me, "You're in." Oh no, no, I'm not in. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Somebody else got the win in. And we can tell you exactly who that was, Bruce. Who was it? Oh, there's an interesting story here, Ron. Should we get right into it? Sure, let's get right into it. Well, first, a little background for those who might be, what's what's the 24 hours at the Sanctum? Maybe you should give them a little background on that one, Tim. How many people are in this wonderful tournament? There are 100 players, capped at 100 players in the 24-hour tournament. This is the fourth year they've done it. First year it was 40, second year it was 64, sold out, went to a new space, 100 players, sold out, except just at the end we had 98 show up on that day. A couple had to leave at the last minute. And this year we had 100 players with extra players waiting in the parking lot hoping to get in. Then the registration, I believe, was in May and sold out yes. in two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. Yes. Two minutes. But I would have made it. I was 30 down. In the wait list, and I made it. Yes, you would have. But um, and, and am I to believe, Tim, this is 24 hours of play? Who would do such a ridiculous thing? Uh, well, I can tell you the whole list of players who would do such a ridiculous thing. Let's not. And <laughs> they all made it through. All 100 players. Well, no. 100 players finished. 100 players started. One player did not make it. But... Most people who entered this tournament made it the full 24 hours, played 16 rounds of pinball with three games in each round, all the way to the very end. And that's, I don't know, 16 times 3 times 48. 3.7 balls of pinball, probably. That's a lot of pinball in 24 hours with no breaks. You ain't Except kidding. for one half hour dinner break. Yeah, whoopee. <laughs> yeah, as you said, we had extra players in the parking lot. We had, I know we had Steve Bowden was there. I saw um, Ed, Ed Zeltman, Ed Z. Yes. Mike Pantino. And there, there might've been other, I don't know. I know there were others. There I know were, at least those three showed up. So, and they were so there. Who took my space. Well, well, we'll get to that. So okay. when the tournament started, None of those players made it in. Unfortunately, Steve Bowden was too far down the wait list. Even if someone dropped out at the last minute, Mike and Ed were there. And I think Ed was first and Mike was third on the wait list out of players left. So after the first round, Ed's not in. Mike's not in. And I go out after the first round to my car and I see Ed and Mike still playing Frisbee in the parking lot. Just hanging out, you know. And I see one player... Walk across the parking lot, get in his car, and drive away. So Ed goes, oh boy, runs upstairs and goes, can I get in for round two? They say, yes, we had one player quit. So he gets in round two, and he made it to the final group, and I believe he came in sixth place in the tournament, despite missing a round and getting a zero for round one out of nine points. What a great feel-good story. (laughs) It's a great feel-good story. I wonder how you quit after one round. I so. think he felt the burn. He played Phil Burnbaum round one, and that was scary enough to send him packing. Wow. Felt the burn bomb. He felt the burn bomb. Well, what did what do you have the first round? A two. Two out of nine. So four and a half would be average. It's kind of like a three-game Pinburg round instead of four games. 
So instead of six and six being your even, it's, you know, there's four and four five or five, five and yeah. five and four are your middle of the road. And then two would be, you know, not so great. But not the end of the world because I got some twos and I'm sure Ron got some bad oh, rounds here oh and there. Yes. But there's enough time to make up for it. There's 24 hours. <laughs> but no one wants to talk about competition, guys. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about mods. Uh, did you see my new um, lighting I let's, have in my game? Oh, let's no. talk about Pinside. Yay! Well, we do all the time, as much as we make fun of it. Hey, I I hear they're uh, inventing brighter LEDs to put in EMs. <laughs> Great! <laughs> I'll send them to Bruce for free. He'll love that. Yes. So, how was the tournament, boys? Excellent. Third year I've been there, and I, I love it. I'm going back next year if I can. It's my second time coming in third place. Yes. And my second time playing in the final, the top group for the final round. Most of the time I wasn't in the top group, but at least in the finals, I know how to somehow claw my way into that top group at the very end. Seems to be what I have going for me in this format. So what was the lowest you ever got to, Tim, in your ranking? The lowest I got... Oh, in my ranking? Yeah, like you know, one through a hundred. Where were you the lowest? I like, never oh, left that. the top half. Okay. And there was only one round I was at at the top twenty, probably. I can check this. I know you can. That's okay. That's okay. I'll let Ron talk about his while he does. Well, <laughs> mine's easier because I don't know. I, I don't know. look at the stand. Well, the only thing I look uh, at. The only thing I look at is after they post the results to make sure they got my score right. So I do look at that. Mm-hmm. So if I got like a seven and I see like a six posted, like, hey, wait a minute. Because they have, they have sheets they give you, just like Pinberg, that you fill out with the, um, with the points. And then you sign off on it saying like, yep, this looks right. And the points for all players should total 18 when you're done. Yeah. So... That's what, pretty much all I checked. Uh, I can tell you I played really good at the beginning. I had three or four rounds in a row. That really sucked. I ended up like in the middle. That was, you were in 47th. Yep. Yeah. Yep, oh. I'm at that stats page too, Bruce. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. And then I, I did much better the second half. I got stronger as the, as the 24 hours went on. You did Rocky. Yeah, I did. I did Rocky. No, they don't have a Rocky there, thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Ron's graph looks like a roller coaster going over that first hill and then all the way down to first place. It's kind of a, you know, first place is on the bottom graph. So you can see right in round seven, eight, nine, he's not doing so hot. Ten holds steady and then pulls it back out for round 16, coming in seventh place in the 24-hour battle. That'll be some good uh, Whopper points for you, Ron. Oh, that's a problem. I can't get that ranking up too high. A problem, Ron. You're going to be in 250 land, which means you're going to be at A. No, because that means I won't play. That'd be a waste of my money. You'll be counted in the power 100. Your results against other players will count both for and against you and against them. (laughs) Damn. You know, there are repercussions to playing well, unfortunately. Yeah, you yes, come, yes, come in is. seventh place in a Papa Major Circuit event. Yeah, you got major. You got Papa Papa Circuit points. Damn, 
Most people would be happy with this, but <laughs> all I can think of is Papa and uh, you have to play an A. Oh, I guess I won't be playing. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> classics only for me. Well, we'll have to ask Bob Matthews because he's been tracking the uh, Bucks report. I don't know if you've heard of this, the Bob's unofficial circuit standings. He might be able to tell you how close you are to the circuit final cut line. If, you, if you're going to Indisc and, and MAGFest, you might have a real shot of getting in this year, Ron. <laughs> Maybe uh, go to Flippers, too? <laughs> oh, God, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I did this to see how I would do if I would survive. And, and did you? I, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't really have that much of a problem. I don't know. Timmy, did I look tired? No, not Man. compared to other people. Yeah, that <laughs> was really the thing. Uh, yeah, it was. When we got around, I'd say three in the morning. There's like a hallway that goes to the sanctum where people have all their chairs set up. And it was like zombie land. It was like, <laughs> the, I mean, did. It, they were some people looked in really bad shape. Like, damn. And I'm I'm doing like back stretches after every round. I'm doing like push ups. I'm going up and down the stairs and stuff, keeping moving. That was pretty much what I did. I didn't I didn't sugar myself up. I just had granola bars and water. Then I had a couple of uh, my Arnold Palmer iced teas for the end. So I had one, you know, I don't know, three in the morning, and then the other one kind of before I left. Yeah, and then we got home, we were still still awake talking to each other, although not very coherently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I was, yeah, I just, I got settled in. I got home, I got home around 12.30, then my, I put my plan into action. I, I, I was up for like an hour, I went to bed like 1.30, set the alarm for 5 p.m., so I got like three and a half hours sleep, woke up, then forced myself to stay awake till like 10, and then went to bed. I just tried to sleep as much as possible. Usually what happens is during the day, and as as soon as it gets dark, I can kind of go to bed, but during the day I get awful sleep. But at least I'm laying down and resting my body, which I feel like is important enough to try to do that. And then as when it hit like 8 p.m., then I think I really fell asleep and didn't wake up until my alarm went off for work. And I went to work today. I don't know if you did too, Ron, but... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was fine. I was fine when I woke up. Because I kind of adjusted everything, and you know, maybe I have some deep-seated um, body tiredness <laughs> that probably will go away by tomorrow. I hope, but really, I I do it again. Yeah, I would too. I do it this weekend. <laughs> uh, if the same caliber of players showed up and the same, you know, points and circuit points were on the line and money was on the line, hell yeah, I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't win any money. That's the only part that kind of sucked. Oh. I didn't really have in my group. We had uh, the one guy in my group kind of kicked ass, and he deserved to win. Right. So the very last round, no matter when it is, there's no set number of rounds. But the last round, whoever wins that group gets money back, and it's you get more money if you're in a higher group. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, my group at the end was Tread Augustine, John Del Zappo, Ed Zeltman, and myself, and it was seven five five two. 7551. Yeah, 7551, because that has to be all the odd numbers. So Trent got seven points. He wound up winning the tournament for $1,000 and getting the $130 final round bounty. Now, had I got a point on him and it was seven or 6651, then 
we would have split the $130. But either way, we were both doing okay. So does Trent have like a million circuit points at this point? <laughs> Trent has something like almost a thousand. He's in the 700s, I believe, with circuit points. That's his fourth circuit win? Let me ch- let me check the Bob's unofficial circuit standing. Shout out to Bob Matthews for being the best on top of this. He had he had it posted like as soon as uh, as soon as it was done. Trent now has seven hundred sixty two circuit points. Aye, aye, aye. And the next person has how many? <laughs> Alexander Kazmarsik has four hundred and nine. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And Did Alexander see- won uh, two circuit events as well. <laughs> Did you see GeneX's uh, a Halloween costume? Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, he went as Bob Matthews. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm upset I didn't think about it. Think of it first. <laughs> that was ingenious. Okay, Bruce. Yes. I have to get something off my chest here. Uh oh. Okay. I have to say, Algar may be the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> nope. Not at all. So what did you get on your Algar? I think I played. I had to play that turd twice. Because we repeated a lot of the same banks, because when you have 16 rounds, that tends to happen. Mm -hmm. So I have to say, I just playing that game, it's so bad. It's (laughs) wide. It's got, it's like they put the little space there because they wanted to be future spa, but it's not future spa, you know, on the the, the right in lane. Um, It's just, the shots suck. It's terrible. Nope. I just, God, it's awful playing that game. Nope. Awful. I had to Disagree. play that. I had to play that in my second to last round. I had to play that turn. And you thought of me. I thought of you every time I played it, yes. Like, how does he <laughs> like this piece of shit game? I love that game. And I'll tell you, I just, I'm a loss for words. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously. Uh, I just, so I had to, play that in the second second to last round and I was behind I was in last place going into my third ball which happened a lot I I think I counted four times where after the first ball I was not in last place so I I did not have very many good ball ones there but Algar I'm in last place going into my last ball and I had probably the most intense ball of Algar ever to end up pulling it out. I think I, I don't remember what I had. It might've been three, 400 K something like that on that, that piece of shit. See, so you love the game now. No, no, I (laughs) hate the game. God, it's so bad. It's so bad. I hope I, you you know, what's going to happen. I'm going to get like Williams, 1980, whatever, whenever that came out and I'm going to have to defend Mm -hmm. that turd. Yep. No, you won't. (laughs) You'll just give up. On that one. Yeah, I, I won't even, I won't even, yeah. You'll there just you tap go. out. I'll just tap out. You you could have any game against it, and I'll say, it's better. <sighs> any other interesting memories from the tournament, Tim? I, yeah, I remember giving you a two and you being pretty upset with it. <laughs> uh, which round was that? What did we play? Uh, let me, let me see, let me see. It's all here on match play, which is nice, but it's a little hard to find sometimes. It's all a blur to me. I remember the, the last two rounds vividly. Because I knew I was getting up higher in the standings, and I really did not want to tank and drop mm-hmm. way down. So I had to let my last. I had a good last two rounds, some comfort behind points. 
especially on Tron, where I was in a group. Um, this was the, the, the last group. Yeah, this is the last round. Uh, the guy had 59 million on Tron, and I'm player four. I have like, I don't know, five million? I have nothing. I'm in last again, as usual. I ended up getting 58 million and losing the first place spot by a million points. I have two good memories. Well, one I'll start gr- round seven, group four. So you're seated. So we're in the top 16 now at this point. We play junkyard, mousing around, and rack them up. And I get a six, and Ron gets a two. Uh, junkyard. Getting... Yeah, I remember Ugh. Junkyard. What do you just, do in this game? <laughs> yeah, being just so bad. You just hit the stupid crane 30 zillion times, and that's what everyone's doing. It's like, is that it? Is this the whole damn game? You just hit the center 30 zillion times? And I don't remember. I, I think I was one of the first players, and I finished, and I was already in last, so I just walked over to mousing around, waiting for the uh, the next game. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> then mousing around. I love mousing around. I just, um, I don't remember what you I did on it. That. Uh, I guess I did that time. And then Rack'em... I was not doing well at mousing around this tournament. I usually really like yeah. that game there at the Sanctum. And Rack'em Up, I just couldn't really figure it out. Other than eventually it looks like if you complete a bank, you got a bonus multiplier. Yeah, but that wasn't worth much. <laughs> yeah, and, and the balls, you hit the flipper and sometimes they're flashing, sometimes they're not. And it was very confusing. Typical I'll, I'll explain stuff. Rack'em Up to you. A software designer designed the game and said, this is so clever, everyone will love it. And it's so clever that it's so clever for the 80s when it's just too confusing to understand and no one loves it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. The rule is like, there's there's pool balls you want to collect and up to four pool balls can be flashing at a time. What pool balls are lit? Well, this is you can have to either change the lit ones before you plunge, change them in between the time you shoot the eight ball shot and hit it a lane in the top lanes by moving your flipper very fast to try to land on a good one and you can't go back and forth. Or you just hit the spinner and get a random configuration. So there's these different configurations of lit pool balls and then once you hit those, you get points. But then once you get to kind of the end of your rack and everything's already lit, you just need a few more. The points are hard to come by because everything's already lit. Like it's just worth a base value of points. So if people keep the ball alive for a while, they'll get start to get a lot of points real quick and then it will slow down and slow down. Then you're kind of just grinding points out of the spinner. And then if you get to that level where you finally complete that whole rack, then your points explode again. So I think most of the players in our group got close to collecting all the pool balls. And I think Matt actually did collect them all. And then his score went way up. And this is fun how? Uh, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> exactly. I would like to make uh, an official retraction. On the podcast. On the podcast. I got to play a lot of Viper. <laughs> and you know what? It's not terrible. <sighs> yeah. It's, it only it's, so-so sucks. It, it, it's okay. It's definitely not on the level of Stern's great games, but once you kind of get the turret rules down and you realize what the X's mean with the multiplier and you realize when you start getting X's, your score, score actually goes up. 
Because when you when you play the thing and you don't get any X's, you have the most ridiculously low scores where you're like, how is this a seven-digit game? I mean, no one's ever going to get close to it. And then when you start hitting the X's and you get up to like eight, nine X, play field multiplier, and you hit things and now they're actually worth something, you realize like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, I heard a lot of times people came up to me and said, Tim, how do I play Viper? I know you've played it. And my advice to them was, when it goes into the spinny thing, shoot for the red X's on the right side. Don't try to shove it up the top again, which a lot of people try to do. Don't just fire it into drop targets. Shoot the red X's, and then your score will start to go up. Plus, I didn't realize if you lock three balls, it just starts multi-ball. Yeah. Like, there is no, like, lock three balls, do anything else. Or if there's three balls, if there's two balls already in there and you lock a third one, you know, release one and give it back to you. No, it it's just starts multi-ball every time. But you have to light one, two, three first. Oh, uh, but usually that just happens. Oh, okay. So is that what <laughs> the lights in the front of the turn are for? One, two, three? Yeah, what there's also a four light, four, which I yeah. can't figure out for the life of me what that does. There you go. <laughs> it's a it's feature the only that four wasn't light put on in. the game. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't put in. It's incomplete code. I think we should there's complain. There's only three inlays, so there's only one, two, three in the inlays. Yeah. And all you need is one, two, three to start multi-ball. <laughs> I mean, and it's a sweet spinner to hit. So, I, yeah, I, I, I retract my statement. If the scoring on the spinner was exponential instead of linear, it's like 20, 40, 60, 80. If it was like 20, 50, 100, 200, 400, then it would be a great game. But it's not. It's pretty much any time you hit the spinner, it's eh. At best, 120 a spin times your multiplier. And I'm talking. I'm playing Stargazer at Ron's, and it's 4,000 a spin. And it's like, come on, give me those points. <laughs> why, yeah. why can't I get bigger points? You hear that, Scott? We we have a task for you. We we have a mm. Viper upgrade, and we have a Viper <laughs> we can actually put it in. Make the Santum Viper great. <laughs> the only Viper with a working uh, turret. Yep, it'll be the only Viper with the improved rule set. <laughs> you can make it happen, Scott. So what's, what's your request, Tim? What would you like the spinner to do? I'd like it to score higher values than it does for most of them. I just want it's, it's, it's right now the spinner is 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140, 160, or something like that. Just juice all those points up. But is that, isn't that, is that multiplied, though, by the playful yeah, multiplier or not? Yeah, it's multiplied, but... You know, uh, it's at best it's times nine, which is really hard to get, and it's what 140 times nine, which, like, that's not that's not near the four thousand I can get on Stargazer. <laughs> Even a bad value on Stargazer is five hundred a spin. On Viper, good luck if you score ten thousand by hitting anything. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's seven digits, like Rod said. You can make it so much more. Yeah, I had I had a game where I had nine X. I got it all in in crushing the spinner, hitting everything on the play field. I just got barely over a million. Yeah. So I don't know what the uh, the secret is there. There was a lot of people playing Viper though. I think they were all playing it for the same reason because they probably played it around and didn't understand the rules and kept playing it like I got to figure out how the hell this game works. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a lot of that going on. It's like they geez. heard about us talking about the greatness of it oh, I, and that, yeah i think they just saw the little just shitty scores and it's like seven digits there's got to be more points in this game that's what i think stern could have went cost cutting better with the six digits and they would have made more, you know, more God, money they cost, on it they cost cutted that game enough look at the cabinet stern that's all it says on it good job 
I do have another great moment of the tournament I want to share. Okay. Share away. All right. Final round. It's Final me. round. Sorry. John Del Zappo, Trent Augustine, Ed Zeltman, who missed round one and has made it all the way up to the final group, and we're playing Congo. This Congo has been modified from when I usually play it at the Sanctum because it no longer has that big in-lane post on the left. Totally removed, so it's just a rail. And it has no ball save at all. If you guys know Congo, you know you can probably plunge four or five times before that ball saver expires normally. So it's one switch playfield validation now on Congo, and uh, that gates things that, removed. Hold on, I hate to stop your story, but that's not true. It still it's had the play switch. Field, it still had the playfield validation. I know because it's one I, switch. I was going for the uh, super skill shot, and I plunged wrong, and it hit a slingshot, bounced up, didn't hit anything else, and drained. And I still had my shoot ball, shoot ball. A, a real switch. The slingshot doesn't count towards validation. Uh, you know, uh, you know this, right? Come on. But our listeners might not know what you're talking about. If I hear one switch, I'm thinking you hit one slingshot and it's gone. It's the same rules as Jackbot, where a slingshot doesn't count as a switch, but a lane does. Okay. You know, Please continue. Kaylee, Kaylee knows this, so I'm just going to assume everyone else does. Okay. <laughs> so, it's tougher than usual. And the G- and it's three balls, no extra balls, of course. The GC on the game is $1.9 billion. And that stays all night until ball one. John Del Zappo blows it up as player four with 1.3 billion. So I go in on player one and ball two. I go, huh, that's funny. Why don't I just get 1.4 billion? So I do. (laughs) And then he goes, you know, he tries to get a few more points. Doesn't really do much with his ball two. Ball three, I get super multi ball for getting 100 diamonds. And actually, it didn't make sense because I had six diamonds left and I shot for my fourth gray award and it gives me 50 million. But that also gave me enough diamonds for super multiball. So either completing gray is like five diamonds or, you know, hidden diamonds. There's some hidden diamonds I was earning there. Maybe Steve Bowden knows because he owns the game. But I had six diamonds left. I get the one diamond by shooting gray. So I have five left and then I just get five diamonds uh, as well as 50 million. So I'm in super multi-ball, blah, blah, blah. Super multi-ball often doesn't last too long for me because I'm so busy sh- just flailing my flippers on the lower play field to get the points from the the under play field game that I don't really keep my balls in play for too long. And it ends and I have 1.9 billion. Good enough for grand champion on the game. Now John Del Zappo, he's only sitting at 1.4 billion. He needs a lot of points. So what does he go for? He goes for skill fire. And he gets six hundred ninety million in skill fire and walks off with two point one billion points. That's after twenty four hours. This has been a full twenty four hours have passed since we woke up, and this is the first game of the last group. So that was cool. I was happy to lose in that way, and we both put our initials in and we moved on to Medusa. <laughs> oh God! Another short game, right? No. Yeah. No, that's the only game that's on camera from the finals. And it's kind of unfortunate because a lot of people asked me if I was streaming it. I said, no, I'm not spending that energy on streaming it. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to play. And they have a little um, like uh, a rig that's above the back wall of the room. And the cameras can slide across any games on that back wall. But 
two of our games weren't on that back wall, so you couldn't see them being played. But they did show our Medusa game on camera, so you can at least see that one, where I think it's Trent, then John, and then me, and then Ed. That wasn't a very exciting Medusa game. Not that many Medusa games are exciting. You I was just keep it up top. That. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty <laughs> boring. And the final game was on Blackjack. And this was a fun one because Blackjack is a game of who gets screwed and who gets lucky and then who screws themselves and who unscrews themselves. Because it's like Blackjack rules. If you don't have a hand that beats the dealer, you lose. If you have a hand that beats the dealer, you get everything in the right scoop. So John is player one, or John's like player two, Trent's player one. And pretty much everybody doesn't have much on ball one. On ball two, John and Trent don't get much. I get 175,000. I got a 5x collect, plus a little extra ball to plunge off. We weren't allowed to play extra balls. And Ed gets 125,000. So ball three going in, Trent has like 40. 4,000. I think John is about 53,000. Pretty low scores. Trent comes all the way back to end with 218,000 points. And then John plays for a really long time and he just never gets that saucer lit, never gets that X up. So this puts him in a position where if the results hold, Trent actually wins the tournament by one point. And even if I or Ed came back to pass him. I think Trent still would have won on the tiebreakers because he had more first places than John. So John had to just, after he lost the ball, he just had to pray that both me and Ed came back to pass Trent. Neither of us did, but I held on with two points to at least tie Bowen and beat him on the tiebreaker. So that's how I got third place. I went 2-1-2 in my final group. I got five points, giving me 88 points on the tournament. And... I had 19 first places and Bowen had 16 first places in the tournament. So I won that tiebreaker, which was split by how many first places you got followed by how many second places you got. And congratulations, Tim Balls. Thanks. That's the story of the 24 hour battle. It's the only round I remember. <laughs> See, I remember like, I remember my last round just got, because I had the Tron game that I almost came back. Then we played RoboCop. Which became very obvious that the, the ramp was probably not the way to go because it just, even on cleaner shots, it wasn't making the ramp. So I, I decided to just spin her all day. And I had a good second ball. And then the third ball, I just lost to spinner. I just lost it. Couldn't hit it. And I, I ended up taking third when I, I should have had at least a second in that game. And then the third game was stars. And, well, stars is stars. I think on the first ball, I, I had a big ball. I, I actually had the special lit. They And they have it set up there for the unlimited specials, the unlimited 100,000. Right. And you think I could hit it? No. I never even got a chance to hit it because it's stars. You don't always get a trap. Stars plays you. You don't play stars. You, you, do, <laughs> you do what it wants. If it doesn't want you to trap up, you just hit it. You don't try to get cute with the ball. So I never really had any good aim or good shot at trying to hit the damn thing and it moves around as you hit stuff so yeah uh, but i end up winning i think i was the only one at six figures nice that's six figures is good on three ball stars yeah so i i, I won that that was nice i felt sorry poor poor chuck chuck webster uh -huh. of the triple goose egg of the trash talker invitational i i think he was feeling it at the end he, in the final group yeah, he took a zero his, his only zero Ooh. of the uh the tournament how did Jeff Parsons end up? I know he won some money. 
Jeff Parsons project. Uh, he must've won his group then in the last round. He did. He yeah. Did. I, well, I don't know. I think he was 40th something, 30 or 40th something. Jeff Parsons of the pinball players podcast. 44th. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations, Jeff. The other Jeff didn't make it. Where's Jeff Teolis? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Teolis. I am not going to play in that because I am intelligent. He's sleeping in bed. Yep, he had a picture of himself sleeping. Like This is where I'll be while you guys are playing. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> but I get to see him this weekend. Oh, really? Tell him it's his loss. <laughs> we had I'm fun. Playing, I'm playing him at the Fall Brawl. The Fall but This sounds like a segue. Leaving the 24 hours at the Sanctum, let's talk about the Fall Brawl. What's the Fall Brawl, Bruce? It's a four-hour match play tournament in Buffalo. <laughs> four hours, that's four it? Four hours. Come How do you on. only play well, I have I have the idea for the tournament at the at the bar. The twelve hours of pain. Twelve hours. That's it. Come on. Yeah, but you get, there's food and drink and everything at my place, so that'd be good. Oh, that might make it harder, actually. Yeah, or easier. I'll eat too much crap and probably get tired. I'll make a plain hamburger with just ketchup for oh, you. Oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's the part I didn't. Well, well, when I arrived in Connecticut. Um, I arrived Friday night with the idea I was going to, you know, I have a hotel, I'll get a good night's sleep. Who do I see walking in the hotel at the same time as me? But our own Tim Sexton. Hey. <laughs> and then as I'm walking through the entrance to the lobby, uh, a very noticeable pot smell. <laughs> no, um, sorry. Like, that what? wasn't my fault. No, it wasn't Tim, <laughs> but it was like, that's my uh, rock fantasy training there. It's like, I know that smell. These pinball uh, players are around. Yeah, there's <laughs> pinball players around. <laughs> so, Ron, you going to do it again? Yeah, I'll probably do it again. Yeah, I want to do it next year with you guys, definitely. I hope. I'm definitely in. We just got to make sure we crash their internet so we are the first three, and then we're good. Crash uh, Four. We get, we get Steve in there, too. And Zach was actually jealous of you guys this weekend, so maybe five. Ooh, Zach. Ooh, Zach wants to try it. Okay. Yep, he wants to try, so... They might have to expand that a uh, hundred with a Titan there. I uh, it can get tight. It can get tight. I don't know how many more people the room wants to hold. I think it's fine with a hundred. I think when it was sixty four in the old space, it was bad. It was too it was bad. Yeah, it was tight. I remember that. Yeah. So I don't think they want to risk a situation like that again. I mean, you were just bumping into people all over the place, and I think you still were. Kind of in the in the corner by a creature of the Black Lagoon in Congo, that area got really tight. Now, one thing I like about the top groups at the end is usually they're the ones that take the longest, so it kind of clears out by the time you're still playing, mm-hmm. and everyone goes into the hallways, and then you don't you don't have to slow down on the breaks. So I feel like you get a good a bit of momentum if you can get up top at some point in the middle of the tournament, and then hang on to that. But when once you start, once I for me once I start like having to wait a half hour, forty five minutes, an hour between groups, then it takes too long. Then I start to lose it. I start to forget how to play pinball in between. <laughs> yeah, I heard a few f bombs from Tim this weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have some exclusive news though. I, I some information I've learned. I learned this from Zach Sharp himself. He was there. Exclusive news. Betty White will be doing custom speech work for Keith Elwin's Golden Girls game. It's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. You've heard it here. Woo! Yeah. On the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, I want a special autographed 
autographed version of Golden Girls. I really <laughs> do. Zach told me a story about um, fake IDs. And I said, uh, we should bring that up when Josh is on next time. He said, yeah, you should. Okay. Yeah. So we some... Fake well, we IDs. Were called, we were called bastards, or you fuckers, by somebody we know so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he screwed up and said the wrong thing. I know he did. Yeah, last week when we talked about the graphic that was used for Stern, where they did Guardians of the Galaxy that looked like the 80s, and then uh, Jersey Jack basically used the same graphic for their uh, dialed-in new software release. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ooh. And then they're like, oh, they stole it from Total Nuclear Annihilation. They stole it from TNA. It was all stolen from TNA. And I was like... I've seen that exact same little checkerboard pattern thing somewhere else, and I was convinced it was one of the IFPA videos. So Josh sent us an email, like, here you go, fuckers, and it's a it's a clip of a, an IFPA clip that kind of looked like this the 80s. like with the, They made it look like it's a VCR with problems with the tracking and all that stuff, but it wasn't the video I remembered, and it didn't have the checkerboard pattern. So I, I went to the IFPA YouTube page, and I found the video. And I sent it to Josh, like, no, this is the one I was talking about. <laughs> Why would he call us fuckers? I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe because we made fun of him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he definitely so, still swears more than me when I play. Apparently, I dropped a lot of F-bombs now, but... All right. Keep up the good work. <laughs> so that was a sanctum. Congratulations to Jim and Mark. Ran a great tournament. Yeah, great event. Woo! Uh, eventually, we're going to have the owner of the Viper on our show soon. Mm, okay. Yes. We have when a lot you get of... bored of Tim Sexton on the podcast. <laughs> well, no, I heard, well, the problem is, you know, we told Raymond that he was now our second highest and you had to come back and try to bump your pad, your lead more. We, that's what the whole thing was about. So you had to, well, I didn't see him in Connecticut. I know, you know, he's maybe yeah, afraid of It's been a whole week since I saw him. I don't know what's, what his deal is. I don't know. He's not flying across the country every week. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want to be first. He didn't want to be king of the firsts. Yeah, and and uh, Zach's going to pick up a little bit of whoppers maybe from this. So, you know, that gap between first place and third place where he's sitting isn't too big, but it might get a little bit wider. So, uh, I think Stern did something else this week. What did Stern do? Something. 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 Oh, they released information about a game. Come and get your love. Da, da, have, da, they announced da, da, game, have they announced what songs they're going to put on this? Supposedly there's two 80s or two whatever songs from the movie that will actually be put on there. I haven't heard what they are. I haven't heard it either. Have you, Tim? Tim? No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know anything. There's going to be three versions, of course, the Pro, Premium, and LE. You get the Bash Group. Yeah, another, what, what's some of the names? The Iron Talica. Iron Talica, or Metallica Man. <laughs> Metallica Man. Yes, another John Borg, and we got the, the thing I'll say, though, from what I saw, the Groot toy, it actually has like a motorized mouth mech. Yes. Like uh, Rudy from Funhouse, so that, that, that was a little interesting. And four balls come out of his mouth. Yeah. And and if you have the premium or LE, he has arms. Yes. And three magnets instead of one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> More magnets better on pin side. More magnet. More fun. More fun. What did you guys think? I, I'm waiting. 
I'm going to wait and see. I'm not even going to guess anymore. Yep. Wait and see. This is what I think is going to happen. Since this was kind of made on a limited time frame, that it's going to come out with bare bones code. And we're going to have to wait even longer than this to figure out if it's a fun game or not. Well, maybe Ron will be playing in a couple weeks and we'll get a behind the scenes report. Well, he will know how the layout plays. I don't know if he'll know how the code plays much yeah. because it may be early. Because Aerosmith was John's last game, right? Correct. And that came yep. out this year in 2017. Yes, but it was way done earlier. It was actually done. It was actually done at Expo. Right. So maybe you know Lonnie's been working hard since then, and he's. Got <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Cut off the bleeding. Wait a sec. He copied Kiss to make Aerosmith, so he'll copy Lyman's software from Metallica to make... Oh, sorry. Okay, gotcha. It's all good now. Mm, that... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. We'll see when we play it. Did they announce any streaming dates or anything with Jack? No, not yet. He said not it was going to be in a couple weeks. So, yes. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see that. I assume he'll get the debut stream as usual. Of course he will, yes. Because he Start is. partnership. I like watching those. You get you get much more of a sense of what the game is for watching that than you do of seeing some play field pictures and whatever they do for that uh, that IGN video, that little 30-second yeah. thing where it just kind of shows features. Well, I do like it because you also see, you know, you see Josh there, you see Keith, you see, you know, John will be probably there. And, you know, yeah, you see what it's what it's like to exploit the rules early when Keith plays it. (laughs) Hi, Keith. Uh, Hi, Keith. I have a question. I keep reading that it said something about the Guardians of the Galaxy also uses the Denise lock. Oh, it it has a ball that hides behind a drop target. Yeah. That's I, I saw. If it's the clip I saw, that's the same thing they did in Star Trek. Yeah, it's Star Trek. Yeah, it just breaks yeah. an opto when the um the drop target comes up. So if that's not the Denise lock, unless there's some clip that shows something else that I missed. No, it's it, there's, there was a simplified way of saying it. It's really not the Denise lock because Denise has three drop targets, and multiple walls can be locked in there. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. what I call the Denise lock. This is just Star Trek. I mean, balls getting stuck behind drop targets. That happens on, like, every Stern game from the 80s. So, you know. (laughs) Head centaur. So, no one invented that, really. That was just a happy accident. (laughs) Happy accident. Oh, yeah. So, let's see. What else do we have on the uh, docket here? Okay. so I got a mini Tim rant at some point. Okay. I got to write down in the notes. I'll write down in the notes. Rant. We want to keep it positive. A coming. So, no, we don't. That, well, yeah, we'll save the negativity for later. We'll keep it positive now. You're in run! Not wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we haven't talked to Tim since our stream together when I came out to Ron's to uh, level zero. And Tim got upset at us. I know. He was trying to do a tutorial, and we were screwing up. No, <laughs> we were screwing, were screwing with him. up. We were laughing at him. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. But afterwards, he had a great game. It took me a long time to show what I wanted to show and dialed it. There's uh, the whole always be canceling philosophy on dialed in. You can only be canceling if you do things exactly right at the beginning. But if you do that, then you have to always be canceling. If you want to know more, check out the final version of the tutorial I put on my Tib Balls YouTube page. 
One thing I forgot to mention was that you light SIM cards by beating a mode. Not just an ending, you have to beat it. Speaking of streaming, Ron. Yeah. What are you streaming this Thursday? Today, when the video comes, or uh, our podcast comes out. I don't know if I'm streaming anything. Honestly, I, I might start moving the date. I'd rather do it like on a Saturday or something. Trying to do it during the week is a pain in the ass. I spend so much time editing this podcast and all that. I just have, I, I just, I, I, I have to go and get home from work. I have to set up all the cameras, make sure everything works before we go on. And then invariably, the game breaks down while I'm playing it. I did dialed in this past Thursday. Yes, you kind did. Kind of the uh, spur of the moment thing, because the new code came out on like Wednesday. So I played the new code and sucked for like the first 54 minutes. But then after that, the last game I played, I got to the uh, Chaos and Quantum City, which I had never seen. So that was pretty cool. You see my reaction. Literally, I have no idea. Like, I know there was a, a thing <laughs> called Chaos and Quantum City, and I knew it was after completing a lesser number of disasters. I think it's so, six. Yeah, yeah, it's six. So when the phone was just ringing for no reason, when I wasn't ready for multiball, and I hadn't hit the QED guy, I kind of figured, like, oh, this must be, this must be it. So that and that was pretty that was pretty intense. It's basically just hit ramps, but we're gonna flash the lights like crazy and we're gonna attack your flippers and keep knocking them out as you're trying to hit ramps. Because it's chaos. Because it's chaos. It makes perfect sense. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't hit many ramps, but it was fun. <laughs> and that's on the Slam Tilt Podcast YouTube page. So if you want to check that out, Slam Tilt Stream. If you want to see comedy of the first 54 minutes of me sucking bad, you can watch that. And if you want to see an actual good game, go around the 53, 54 minute mark and you'll see a good game of dialed in. So look on Facebook, watch for Ron's post about when he's going to be doing his next stream. And I have to talk to you about one other thing about streaming. Uh oh. You need to activate to notify people when you're streaming. No, he doesn't no, need to I do don't. that. You, do. you need to do No, that. I have it on there. Me and Zach both have it on our phone saying, "Act, tell us, and we don't get any notifications. That makes no that's sense. Not, that's not his fault. No. That's, I think it is. I think it's no. It's either fault. Twitch themselves or it's you. And, yep. Yeah, because me and Zach both looked at our settings. We're like, he goes, I'm on, I'm on, and we both don't see it. We got nothing. Nothing! When you click the follow button... It has mm-hmm. a turn on notifications for yep. that channel specifically. Yep. And that, if that's on, and you should get it. I get them. You so got it for the last for one on Thursday? Yeah. It comes okay. up on my phone, and it, there's like 12 other channels streaming. So oh, I know. I don't really pay attention, but it was there. So, uh, Ron, while you started your first round on Saturday, <laughs> uh, something was posted on Facebook and went... Like that. Yeah, the CoinHop warehouse, which I, uh, I'm i now following, because you never know when Sheeta might uh, pop up. I um, know. He posts his games for sale out there, and CoinHop warehouse has been around forever. Years. Uh, years, years and years. They, at least 10, 15 years they've been around. And on Saturday, around 10.30, he posts Dragon Fist for way less than what I paid for mine. And a nicer shape. Oh, cabinet, way nicer shape. Backlash, perfect. No, no, the backlash wasn't perfect. Look at it. There was the major crackling on the top, like there always is. 
Yeah, better than mine, but it was still a typical Dragon Fist backlash. And there, I, I, there was something weird with Bruce Lee's face. Yeah. I think it had some kind of wear mark there. $1,850. It mm-hmm. was gone in a couple hours. No, 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 no. It was gone in 20 minutes. I would have grabbed it. Oh, I saw that afterwards. I was like, son of a freaking bitch. You would have grabbed it. Yeah, I would have grabbed it. You want a Dragon it. Fist 2? I want to be cool like you. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have the ultimate head-to-head. We have head-to-head Dragon Fists, head-to-head Stargazers. <laughs> These ridiculously rare games. So we need. We both need Cheetah. We have head-to-head Cheetahs. Now, see, there's, there's a heads-up challenge I can get behind. See? Well, you can't you can't have a heads up challenge on those games because you can't just cheese it. You can't just uh, drain on purpose to complete your goals like you can in the new games. Right. No, and this leads into my Tim rant because this is a, the best time to do it possible. Because people were complaining that oh, it stinks that it's faster to drain to get the super jackpot on on Ghostbusters, or you got to drain to get Tie Fighters. That's no fun. I say, no, that's what gets me on the plane and flies me out to the Heads Up Championship because I studied all those things and I looked through all sorts of different ways to play Ghostbusters and figured out when does the skill shot tree reset and when it doesn't and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that all came in handy. I mean, if Carl knew what I knew in Ghostbusters, he may not have lost the Ghostbusters match against Raymond. He could have won the tournament right there. Doesn't he know that there's a glitch that if you drain out of a mode, you don't lose your mode progress and your skill shot tree. But if you tilt out, you do. Doesn't he know that? I don't people know does. that you know draining's the fastest way to light your super jackpot at Ghostbusters? We'll have to ask him in three or two to three weeks. That's the good part. That's what I. That's what I liked about the heads up challenge. It finally gave me a chance to use all that stupid, useless rules knowledge I have in my head about like what's the fastest way to do something on a game. And on a bad game, too. Yeah, and that's what speedrunning is all about. And people act like there's no precedent for this either. But uh, I would advise you to look at, like, the world records for games you played growing up on consoles and see what kids half your age are doing now (laughs) to get to the final boss in in time you didn't think was possible. Like using warp zones and stuff like that to... No, the speed is running, running. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. High, if you're doing a speed run of like Super Mario Brothers, I would assume you're gonna use the sheet, you know, go to the warps. Oh and yeah, just completely bypass. I mean, I would assume that's what you're gonna do. Better than that, the one on I think it's Ocarina of Time by uh, Narcissa Wright, where she explains that the way that the game loads the next scene is it counts up, but if you move the camera in a way, you could warp to past Ganondorf from the one of the temples and just skip hours and hours of the game to get to the final battle. Did he just yeah. speak Klingon? <laughs> <laughs> this geek meter, and it's just, it's at full it's max. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's at it's 11 the... right now. It's at 11. It's at a full 11 geek level. Holy crap. I thought he, he was talking English for a few seconds and we're in right to Klingon. <laughs> so... I'm thinking at some point we could literally have, I don't know how we'd work this with the semantics, but me and you have a lot of the same games. Yes, yes, we do. I mean, if Stern wants a head-to-head challenge in Rochester, we can do ACDC head-to-head. 
Big Game, Stargazer, Stars. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. You could have, I mean, if they want the stern Star heads Trek. up, it's, it's, oh, there's, there's still, uh, Star Trek is getting sold, so no. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I would, I would love some of the older ones. Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem and, Globetrotters, uh, yeah, but that's not a stern, so they might not like that. <laughs> well, yes, you could do that at the bar. But that would require moving games like a really long distance. Like I'm doing right now? Well, yeah, you're opening a bar. I know, and I'm moving all the games. I got six in the bar already. And what would they be? Right now it is Stars, Medieval Madness Remake, Harlem Globetrotters, Stargazer, Sword of Fury, and I know I'm missing one. So you're taking all your good games out of your home collection and bringing them to the bar is what you're saying? For everyone's enjoyment and pleasure. And I got to bring more. Another another seven are going there. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, and a ball bowler. And some guy's Galaga. Which still hasn't screwed up on me. Yeah, yeah. It has reset problems, but it won't break when Bruce uses it. It's not. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize for it working. Yeah, I know. I, 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 bled you, I misled you. But the coolest thing is, I'm doing... We've, we're getting a lot of stuff for the bar, like bar uh, signage but I made my own signage this week one good thing about where I work I've downloaded a lot of the new PDFs from Stern and I'm making jumbo posters out of their PDFs 33 by 44 inch posters of PDFs of the newest Stern games are you sure you want to admit that on the podcast is that allowed (laughs) it's PDF it's a normal People, you know, I'm only making it for not for resale. True. For, for display in your private it's location. Like, yeah. You got it. Exactly. It's fair use, I yes, think. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. I'm not making I'm not making any money off of it. I'm not selling it. Never will. But I'm putting up I'm actually advertising for Stern. I'm actually gonna be probably the best supporter for Stern. Yeah, maybe you could become a Stern Army location. That is the plan. That Ooh, is gonna be the plan. You could become a private. You can enlist your private in the Stern Army, or you could become a private of the Stern Army. A private? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? What are the different ranks of the Stern Army? So, Greg just got promoted to private first class, so yes. there's at least those two. <laughs> so we don't even know? They're just making shit up? Well, you maybe, maybe once people get officer positions and stuff, we'll see this really evolve. Who knows what their plan is? It's all yeah, a mystery. Uh, Tim, did you repair any of your machines this week? Uh, no, I got to put uh, the legs back on my World Poker Tour and set it back up, right? So I've been slacking on that. But I brought it to work a couple weeks ago. That's cool. And uh, I put it, I just reset all the scores on it, except for the Grand Champion score and let my coworkers battle it out and get on the leaderboard. That's cool. Yep. It's for a little like work picnic thing that we did. Very cool. Ron, any repairs this week? Yes. Okay. What do you got? Thank you. Oh, oh, you want to know what they are? Well, <laughs> right before we went on the air, if you remember from our Dragon Fist to uh, yeah tutorial, our Dragon Fist stream, how the sound was very tinny, like no no low end at all, no bass, 
and we figured it was probably the speaker was bad. And so what I did is uh, I got a new speaker. I put it in the Stargazer because I'm not wasting that in Dragon Fist. Sorry. And I took the Stargazer speaker that I know works and put it in the Dragon Fist. And now the sound is all better. Oh, that's did, you change, did you change the settings so the sound is not playing like annoying? You know, I tried it. I turned the background sound off, and it just there's too much of a like no sound happening. It's like you can tell the other sounds they made, the, the regular sounds are designed to be over the background sound, and it uh, just doesn't sound right with added on. Sorry. So yeah. I'll have to come back and experience the full Dragon Fist sound yes. package. Well, once I get the thing shopped out. The other thing is I can't turn extra balls off. <laughs> Like I think I mentioned before that the manual is wrong, and it is. The manual tells you to turn the dip, sw- dip switch off, and then in another page it tells you to turn on, to turn extra balls off. Either setting doesn't make a difference. You still get extra balls. Interesting. I, I don't know what's going on. So either the dip switch itself is bad. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. I've had one. Possible, but no matter what I do, it doesn't. It doesn't turn that off. So what we need to do now is actually get you one of those Altecs. And just to test it and see if it actually does turn off and on. We could. Remember, I'm also running the uh, Scott special code. Oh, that's right. It could be Scott's fuck up. So you're blaming Scott already. I like that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. What did you take from that, Tim? He's implying that Scott may have been behind (laughs) it. No, I'm not. See? Don't listen to these clowns, Scott. Don't listen to them. <laughs> but if you feel that might not work, you might want to check it on yours and just make sure you can turn extra balls off because it ain't working for me. Yo, Scott, fix the program! <laughs> or Any maybe he can just code a uh, a flipper code that turns off extra balls or something. Code. <laughs> that was my only uh, repair. Well, Zach came over last week and we re-rubbered IJ. Oh, my. Oh, my. And we he helped me pack up all the games, so all the games that are moving are all vertical, except for the ball bowler. Uh, did, you, did you text Zach, come over, bring rubbers? Bring our rubbers, <laughs> a whole lot of them. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> See? I got Tim now going for a bowler. <laughs> oh, no, it's rubbing off on me. It is. It's rubbing off on you like, like too bad. many podcast appearances. Yes, number nine for you. Yeah, wow. So you have the games vertical. So you're yes. not you're not shipping them assembled or anything. No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. Just checking. Nope. I moved two this morning. I threw two in the one in Kathy's car this morning and one in mine, and we went over to the bar this morning at seven thirty, and I threw two inside. So there's six there now. Oh, and Paragon's there. That was the last game that's at the bar. Everyone needs everyone needs a little... Taking all the good games out. What am I going to play when I'm at your house? There's still going to be a big game right now, and Nine Ball, and Quicksilver, and there's a lot of games. Cheat And uh, Centaur's there, and Hot Doggins there, and Timeline's there, Black Spider-Man. Timeline. Monopoly. Lord of the Rings. I got to work on Demo Man next because I got that guy's Demo Man. Here's the funny thing. Okay. Remember I was telling you about last week how I could not get into secret mode for Demo Man? You were telling us that the Switch Matrix was fucked up and that the one trigger was actually saying it was the shooter lane. That is right. I remember this. That yeah. is right. It's running P2 software. 
Was that Prototype 2? Yep. Yes. Ah. There's actually different sounds for the game. There is no secret mode in this game. There's no secret. You cannot squeeze the triggers. I was reading the README file. The prototype did not allow that. Only P5 and up allowed the secret trigger jackpots. So it actually makes the game a lot harder. And the sounds are totally different in the game. I'd actually like to take a video of it and people could see the difference. But it is funny. But you still get the... All right, so when are you putting the real software in there? Dak's got the EPROMs on order. All right. That is a good thing. Because you probably need all the sound EPROMs, too. Yes, we do, because everything changes with it all the time. Yeah. But there's some cool sounds, and there's even different animation, too. Is it cooler? Like, I think it's different. I actually like the sounds for AgMag, because, you know, AgMag is, like, on normal ones. Like, dun, 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 dun. This one's, like, it's like a space, like... It's just, just a different tone and different cadence, and it's really different. And me and Zach were looking at each other like, I go, what do you think of the sound? He goes, I'm kind of digging it. I'm like, yeah, me too. So <laughs> we were both enjoying it. And if you want to hear these sounds, there's a thing called Pin Mame. You can load the ROMs into there and see what they sound like. Yes. Yeah, if you want to navigate sound commander mode, which could be confusing <laughs> Yo, very bad or you just hack one of the actual visual pinball tables as demo man to accept that rom and then just play it yeah there's ways to do it oh yeah uh, i got my seat uh, right first yawn i got my sea witch back glass it wasn't your first yawn but yes it is perfect i just need to get a trim i need to get some trim oh my oh my and i tried it with my 3d glasses look cool I, I stole the glasses when I wanted to go see Thor this weekend. Oh, and you're making that on the air? Yeah, what are we, we going to do? Track me down? Thief? Yes. <laughs> Stealing 3D glasses. I'm encouraging everyone to do it so they can see their games in 3D. So you're encouraging people to see Thor, steal the 3D glasses. Yes. And then, okay. Like, wouldn't you, Tim? No, I would never steal anything and definitely not admit it on a podcast. What? I mean, what? <laughs> What? I'm not stealing pods. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim. Hey. I hear something's going to be coming up soon next year. Soon? Okay. Let, that is a Bruceism if there ever was one. There is one. That is <laughs> There's something it. coming up soon next year that may or may not be six months away. I want people to know that they should mark off their calendars May 18th to 20th. I want them to do that first, and then I want them to go to YouTube and type in, like, Papa 2 and just watch and see the glory days of, of Papa in New York City. And I can't say anything else at the advisement of my partners. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we get special VIP treatment. Uh, well... Depends what it is. Maybe. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> I, I'm saying, I, I just hope, you know. Whatever it is, we get it for free, right? Yeah, I think so. I can't say anymore, so maybe you will. Maybe you won't. <laughs> partners. I wonder what's the partners. Partners, wow. There's no mob influence, right? It's just not nothing like that. No, in New York City, no. Okay, not okay, at all. Just, just Forget about it. Your, I'll just break to... your kneecaps if you say otherwise. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. But again, mark your, mark your calendars. Yep, May 18th through the 20th. 
Uh, I bought another game, guys. Oh God. Okay. What? What? <sighs> okay. Is this intervention time? No, 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 no. Not me. I just brought back another one. He expensed it to the business, right? You know, it's like he didn't buy it at all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it. I'm bringing one back. Okay. What is it? It's a valley. So it's a valley I've owned. Centaur. No, no, he's, over, he's still still have that. Um, <laughs> blackjack. No, but that's that would be definitely the kick. I couldn't pass up the deal. So what other ones have I sold? He still has hot dog in. Yep. Did you ever run a future spa? I have. Do you now run a future spa? I do. Oh, that didn't take too long. Nope. It's, it's back. back. I got to pick it up in a couple weeks. Well, congratulations, Bruce. That's probably yep. my favorite Bally wide body. What? Yes, it's true. That's the third on my list. Wow. Well, yeah. I haven't grown to appreciate hot dogging yet. Paragon, number one. Hot dogging, number two. Future Spa, number three. Embryon, number four. And then Space Invaders, a far and distant fifth. <laughs> Ron, what is your top five? I could go with that same order. I might interchange Future Spa and hot dogging. <gasps> Tim? Take Ron's and exchange Embryon with hot dogging. What? You're putting Embryon above hot dogging? Yes. Nah. Wow, I don't think so. Come on, that's too one-dimensional. You hit it up is. on the upper right side, and you hit the yep. targets with the upper right flipper, and that's all yep. you do the whole effing game. Yep. Boring. Yeah, but eventually the lights turn on. Yeah, <sighs> God. Just, uh, just so boring. It is. All right. I think it's time for Face Off. Oh, no. no. We have our judge. Why do you always get, like, 22-year-old judges for this event? I've, I've been wondering <laughs> that. You just get guys who I know. I love them young. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't there when these games came out. But I, I decided this time I'm going to put on a different hat. I'm going to put on a few different hats to judge these games. Okay. I'm not just going to go as Tim Sexton, the tournament player. I'm also going to pretend I'm an operator looking at both of these games as they come out and deciding which one to buy. The moneymaker. And I'm also going to do one of um, Tim Sexton, the millennial out uh, bar-going, you know, hip young person who doesn't play much pinball but wants to put their <laughs> coins in some game and just is going by, you know, what he feels like has aged well and looks cool now. And I'm also going to go with regular Tim Sexton. So I'm going to use a few different hats to judge these this time. Hopefully it's more interesting. I am fucking so lost. It's not even funny. I think I... Uh, lost? Uh, no, I, he's, he's going to probably give us different answers depending on which Tim it is. Okay. Well, yeah, but I'll, it'll consolidate into one answer. And it, I think it'll be more... You'll see. It'll be better. Because, <laughs> don't forget, the one is listening. Yeah, but... That's all right. He's get him on the podcast and have him do the bit if he wants to contest any of these answers. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. you've been called out. Yeah, called out. I'm not scared to try to second guess what his judgment is on these games. I'm going to go all in on this new strategy I've invented. Wow. <laughs> all right. So it is 1997. Sega vs. Williams. For Ron, he got Williams. I got Sega. Sega. So, Ron, Circus Voltaire, 
medieval madness. Uh, yeah, you're looking at the other. They are NBA Fast Break, Medieval Madness, Circus Voltaire, and No Good Gophers. That is my what I have to select from. Then I have Star Wars Trilogy, Starship Troopers, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and X-Files. I got this so easily. It's not even funny. I know Tim likes X-Files, so this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> I got to go right for the uh, the jugular first. Okay. So I, so I get the first one. Yep. All right. Medieval Madness. Ooh. I mean, do I really need to say any more than Medieval Madness? The coolest, one of the coolest toys ever made, the Exploding Castle, made by the great designer Brian Eddy, one of his his what, three classic games he did in a row? He was three for three. And then he left. No, why? He's, he's just like Steve Kirk. He's three for three. Three great games. This is great humor. An obvious takeoff on Monty Python. Um, similar rule set in some ways to Attack from Mars. You just destroy the castles instead of the, the ships. But with extra added features, it's like Attack from Mars on steroids. It's just a great playing game, of course. It's just an all-time Williams classic. It is medieval madness. Really, I don't need to see any more. I yield the floor. Now I'm going for Tim's loyalty <laughs> in one of the best tournament games that he knows about. He doesn't want to play no stinking medieval madness because that's just chopping wood. You want to play some X-Files, Tim, don't you? Because that's X-Files, not chopping wood. <laughs> it is not chopping wood at all. Not that. Not as bad as Medieval Madness. You get the great Photoshop artwork. You know, <laughs> this is when actually Sega really got into the good Photoshop artwork. <laughs> what? You sound so surprised. Like you get a file cabinet in the middle of the play field. You get the spell FBI. <laughs> In their defense, it's it's painted photoshopped artwork. Come on, be be honest here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you get two kick-ass ramps. You get an alien in the upper left-hand corner. You get Scully and Mulder's face plastered all over this game. <laughs> you get to know the rules inside out, like the back of your hand, Tim. You enjoy this game so much, you know you want to own one one of these days. <laughs> I yield the floor. <laughs> All right, FBI. Uh, one quick question to clarify: the FBI, that alien in the back, does that light up? Does that like dance around? Or it's almost like a like a like a baby, you know, in in the womb, you know, it does the old little thingies. Yeah, that's about it. The little thingies. <laughs> you know, it just swims a little bit, like uh, yeah, but that's about it. So and it's, not, it's not a mech, it's just a... It's, it's just a, a visual... <laughs> okay. It's like, it's like looking at greatness. And it's <laughs> green dome flashers. Even better stuff. So it's just... Oh, it's mag- magnificent. And, and it's just... Oh, got it. It's, it's done... It's designed by Rob, Rob Hutrode. Let's see what Rob's also designed. He signed Apollo 13, Golden Q, Golden Eye, Independence Day, Pinball Magic, he helped on, South Park, 
and Viper Knight driving. See, so you can see the class of games he's been making. And who did software on this? Oh, my favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he had help with Oren Day. He had luck with Oren Day. <laughs> and music by Brian Schmidt of Black Knight 2000 fame. So, you know, Ooh. we're not alone. We're not alone with this. I yield the floor. All right, so we're going to go with hat number one. I'm an operator in 1997, and I only have as much money as a new pinball machine costs. Not enough for two machines. So I'm looking at Medieval Madness, and I'm looking at X-Files, and I'm going, seriously, is this a joke? This art package is terrible. But wait a sec. Back then, people go by games that you actually wanted that were on TV and everything. What's Medieval Madness? It's an un, it's not even a freaking, you know, it's for an op. They're looking at what they can put on location. And people are going to drop coins in. And back in 97, 98, X-Files was hot. Yes, that's true. I am also looking, you know, maybe X-Files would earn more. I mean, this is an unlicensed yep. game. Yep. X-Files is hot. I have a feeling that when they invent streaming Internet, people will get back into the show again. So it might, maybe. you know, hold value for a long time and movies movies in the future they're coming out right but then i just saw the x-files movie when did that come out oh later okay so i didn't see that turn yet so you know <laughs> still like oh, okay you know the show has a lot of potential but man i don't know i i i i hear those like promotional videos i hear the sounds on it and i look at an x-files it's supposed to be all lit up and it's not lit up there's no lights on the game at all and, you know, finally I decided uh, it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say, you know, it, it's it go either way. Cabinet. Showcase cabinet. Now, today, I'm a young millennial and I'm walking into a bar and I'm looking at the games. And, you know, I probably have a little bit of knowledge and I know that Medieval Madness is like the number one game of all time. So, of course, I'm playing it. But I just watched all of X-Files on Netflix and... You know, I say, yeah, I'll put a quarter into it. So, you know, it's close there, too. So then we'll get into the third hat, which is Tim as, uh, you know, myself with my fully formed pinball opinions. And, uh, yeah, X-Files. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? It, it doesn't even light up. It doesn't even tell you what mode you're in. It's just like... Doesn't you love sense. this game. You forgot one um, detail. When you're in that bar and you put that quarter in to play X-Files... The cabinet is going to be broken anyway. So <laughs> doesn't work. I can't make the ramps. <laughs> yep, file cabinet doesn't broken. Shoot. Can't make the ramps. That's X Files. Yeah. No, I'd pick it over Medieval Madness in any tournament because I'd watch people shoot the cabinet all day and go, "Ha ha ha! I'm going to shoot the ramp because it has more flow this way and it's more fun, and I'll probably wind up with the same amount of points anyhow because the points don't really seem to." To be too important on the game. Just everything's 250,000. Every single shot's 100,000. Then you just add points to it or something. I know, it's a weird rule set. Medieval Madness knocks it out of the park. One of the greatest games of all time. It wins this competition. One point for Williams. Your pick, Bruce. Starship Troopers! Recon level one. Three flippers, including a first, a mini flipper next to a regular flipper. Good movie. 
a cult movie, actually. This is truly is a cult movie. You know, think about when you, you go back and think of Starship Troopers, you think of beautiful Denise Richards. Hold on, I, I gotta I gotta pause this for a few seconds. I go into the bathroom for a few seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> great flow, good multi balls. You get a thing that pops out almost like the trolls on Medieval Madness. You get a big bug, 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 bug. Fun game, good soundtrack, good integration with a pinball machine with a good theme. Very popular, plays great, good DMD showcase cabinet again I yield the floor alright so to go against Starship Troopers I will pick the Pat Lawler classic No Good Gophers I'm sorry great great golf theme that they kind of ripped off from Gottlieb's teed off but still we have (laughs) Gophers and golf and probably ripped off from Caddyshack it has the jump, the slam ramp, one of the coolest features ever in a pinball game. Unless you're operating it. The ball will go airborne into a hole for a hole-in-one shot. Great flow. You have the gophers that come up and taunt you. <laughs> that you can hit with the ball and shut them up, at least temporarily. It has uh, just it's as much flow as a pile of other game ever had, really. Um, just a Williams classic. Great humor. Very funny game. Great playing game. Good artwork. Has a real back glass. One of the last games, well, until all these Ellie's came out, that had a real back glass. I yield the floor. All right. Once again, I'm an operator in 1997. And I'm looking at these games, and I'm deciding which one to get. Now, Sega's once again gone out and decided, hey, we're going to get a real license. We're going to get a hot movie called Starship Troopers, because, you know, why not? We already did Star Wars. We might as well do the movie that's ripping off Star Wars just to cover all our bases. And they got it, and what? I guess it has good flow. I don't see it working a lot but you know i didn't know that at the time i saw it had multi-balls i saw it had all this custom speech so it was extremely colorful it matches the carpet at my chuck e cheese that i operate out of because <laughs> it's basically just the green blue red yellow and extremely nauseating amounts it's I don't like the color scheme on this game. And it's all about the color, too. I don't know if this really matches the movie or why they did this. Uh, I'm looking the at... The more you know. <laughs> I'm looking at Gophers, and I see, you know, a lot of colors, but at least this kind of has a consistent blue theme. And it's got that cool hole-in-one shot. I really want to see how that works. If you can you get know, up If I can get up there and what, what it does. I'm a little worried that that's going to break. You know, that's a big slam ramp. Is it slamming into the play field? I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it looks nice, though. I think Good Gophers is a nice-looking game. It's got that more tastefully done with the art and stuff. And I think that whole upper play field looks cool, and I think people want to play it and shoot for that hole-in-one shot. Now, today, if I went into the bar, I would see that Starship Troopers wasn't working. (laughs) What? Come on. Those were pretty reliable. 
Were they? Yes. Oh, I, I don't I, see them around a lot. Well, and no, they didn't make money. Have, they didn't. Yeah. They're not really out there. But No Good Gophers, I feel like that style of, like, Caddyshack humor really feels like it's my dad's humor. You know, it doesn't feel young. Like, it doesn't feel cool anymore to have golf jokes. You know, it's not really a, a an activity young people do as much unless they're, you know, from you know, rich families and they wear uh, boat shoes everywhere. First of all, it has that side ramp and it has that hole in one shot. And uh, it makes cool sounds. And I think the spinner award's cool. So that part's all right. And then playing it. God, I almost never get a chance to play Starship Troopers, unfortunately. But I've played a decent amount of No Good Gophers, and there's stuff to like and there's stuff to hate about it. Um, the bugs in it are stuff you can hate, especially if they screw you in a tournament. It really shouldn't be used in any tournaments because of all the bugs. But then again, Starship Troopers is also orbit all day, so yes. it also shouldn't be used in a tournament. So I think, you know, no tournament-wise, I'm going to be... I'm going to lean towards No Good Gophers. And then with all the, you know, other stuff, I think No Good Gophers will edge out Starship Troopers by a little bit. But I think Starship Troopers is definitely, you know, better than X-Files in the way that it's all been executed and more fun to play. And a lot, communicates with the player a lot better. So, No Good Gophers wins. Another point for Williams. <laughs> yes! Gotta go for the clean sweep. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, since I've I've won, <laughs> uh, but to go for the clean, I I wanna I wanna sell something here. Here we go. Ready? I my game is gonna be NBA Fast Break. You have baskets. That's right. <laughs> Our scoring is gonna be actual. Basketball scoring. Easy to understand. None of this ridiculous, complex, billions and billions of points crap. We literally have baskets just like real basketball. Score two-pointers, two-points, three-pointers, three-points. You have an interactive back glass with a flipper where you can shoot baskets. Very cool feature. You have cool artwork. Uh, Most importantly, you have the guy from... NBA Jam and World Cup Soccer doing the call-outs. So it's just, it sounds awesome. You have really cool 90s basketball trivia that is completely outdated now. But still, it's uh, another great feature. You have great modes. Just, it, it just you, have, you have a defender who can move around and block your shots. You're trying new things, exciting new things here at Williams. Oh, yeah, and it has orange flippers. You know, because of basketball, <laughs> that's great too. Just a great George Gomez design. I give you NBA fast break. I yield the floor. Okay, we're going <laughs> to a title that is the best theme ever. It's been done four times. <laughs> we're going with Star Wars Trilogy. You get... An actual cannon. This is struggling here. Yeah, well, you get a cannon because you have X wings. You get all three Star Wars movies. You get a three ball and a four ball multi ball. You even get trivia based off, and not stupid trivia like NBA that you're not going to remember twenty years from now. <laughs> you're going to know your trivia from Star Wars. You get hurry up time challenges. You get a heroic specialty shot sequences. You get drop targets. You get bumpers. 
you get the showcase cabinet, and you can play. I forgot all the good things about Sega. You get to play a six-player game on all of these Sega games. <laughs> not no four-player games. Not no stupid, idiotic, basic scoring. I yield the floor. I have a quick question. I've uh, never played Star Wars Trilogy. So really? I'll never have? No, I've never seen it anywhere. Papa doesn't have one, do they? Yes, they do. They play every year. It's in uh, Pinburg. Oh, well, I've never had to play it in Pinburg. But is that really what the play field looks like? Like in the back there? Yes, the drop targets. No, past those, where there's like the vertical up kicker. Like what's back there? It's just a, I see a post exposed next to the pop bumpers. <laughs> oh, I see in the middle. Yeah. I mean, that just looks kind of odd. I don't know. There's... Because what do you shoot up there except for that one pop-up on the right? You gotta get the force. The letter's force. Yeah, the letter's in force. So you're just shooting targets? Yes. Oh, that's fun. I love shooting targets. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, so... Operator, okay, what are we doing? We're doing NBA Fast Break and Star Wars Trilogy. Star Wars Trilogy. Hot license, you know? I'm thinking, you know, all the... All the other Star Wars, or there's only the one other Star Wars game so far, right? There's two. There's the Data East one, and what's the other one? Anakin. Anakin. No, I don't think that's how you say it. Is that Anakin's brother, Anakin? Yes, yeah, it's a, it's his, it's his half brother. What do you call that company in Australia? I'd have to look up the name again, but there was another one too. I guess there was another one in the by some. Yes. Um, Spanish, or yeah, some other Star Wars game. But I know, I know, Star Wars is hot. I know people are gonna like having Vader in there and having you know Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. So I know, okay, if I buy this game, it it'll people will play it just by you know character recognition alone. It's got Tie Fighters on it. That's all good stuff. NBA though, this is the only licensed game that they did this year, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Interesting. Was this because they're so confident or they just didn't want to spend money on licenses anymore? They didn't want to spend money on licenses anymore. Wow. They really didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting because I'm seeing, you know, Sega's really going out here and getting all these great licenses and Star Wars is the best license they got because, you know, it's Star Wars. It's huge. Everything's Star Wars. And NBA, I think at the time NBA was a good, like really good uh, franchise. Probably growing up at this time, I knew most about like the NBA and the stars of the NBA than I did about football or baseball or anything. So, yeah, I'll say that's cool. As a kid, I would love at basketball. I think slam dunks are awesome. I remember just thinking the word slam dunk was cool, and I'd want to play it. So, yeah, as an operator, I don't know which one I would get. I know NBA definitely looks better. Today, I'd say... If I went to the bar and I looked at Star Wars and I looked at NBA, I'd go, oh, NBA looks way cooler. I can put my high score initials in. I get the two and three points and everything's kind of like, you know, basketball related. And I think the corny uh, trivia from the 94 season or 95 season's funny and fun. So I'd be fine with playing NBA Fast Break. And then as a player who's never played uh, Star Wars, I mean, it looks bad because of that whole middle playfield area and how wide open it is. And I would even say X-Files looks better than this because at least X-Files had some flow to the shots. And besides the one like 
orbit that I guess Sega always has to put on their games, there doesn't really seem to be like a good flow shot. I guess there's just one ramp, but it, I don't know, it doesn't look that fun, I guess. I guess it can divert both ways. Who knows? <laughs> Someone knows. Uh, yeah, this is one's pretty easy. NBA Fast Break. Play it linked because that's an awesome feature that, like, we have that at the Sanctum, the linked NBA Fast Break. So there's just so much fun. If you have an arcade today and you put linked NBA Fast Break together, I think you'll see a good response from people. If they can figure out how to play it, it's pretty clear on it to tell you. So NBA Fast Break wins. Wow, Williams wins already 3 nothing. Clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pounding into submission. Okay, Tim. Now you get to pick the next date. Random.org. But we do a 74 to 70 through 97. 98, 97. Wait, you, you don't want to review Circus versus Lost World? Nope. No. No, you don't even want to get 3-0. That's all we're doing three games. All right, I'll, t- I'll tell you my first impression of both of those games just because I wanted to talk about these. Okay. When I first saw Circus Voltaire, I said, holy crap, why don't they make more games that are like this? This is amazing. This looks so good. That neon light in there, that's awesome. And when I saw Lost World Jurassic Park was at uh, someone's apartment, and they said, try to get a high score on it. I haven't been able to beat the factory high score. I said, god freaking dang it, I hate this game so much. (laughs) It just, the only way to score is to get the timing right in multiball, and you got to just play slower than slow to just time it right. And ugh, and you got to watch that stupid magnet come down and grab the balls. Nah, that one's a turd. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Lost World is a turd. Someone on Tilt Forums was like, no, Lost World's great on your uh, thread. I'm sorry, I disagree. Yikes. Oh, they were talking about the other Lost World. Escape from the Lost World. No, no. Oh, no. We were talking about the Bally, the old Bally Lost yes, World. The they were thinking we were talking about this Lost World. Okay, this one's a bigger turn. Bally Lost World's great. Okay, so we disagree <laughs> on that one, but okay. <laughs> but I'm looking at the uh, Star Wars trilogy. I mean, is is that the artwork? All those Tie Fighters. Yes. That looks terrible. Yes, it does. I mean, that looks really, really bad. It looks like they just. Like, took a shitload of the characters and dumped them all over the playfield. Yes, best Photoshop you can do. Oh, that that's terrible. Oh, my God. I never actually looked at it this closely. This looks terrible. Wow, the artwork for the new Star Wars looks awesome in comparison. <laughs> so, random.org, boy. Me, random.org. Random.org, 74 through 97. Or 96 at this point, since we already did 97. I'm generating a random number between 74 and 97. Did you click 90? 90. 90. So I get the first pick of this year. Let's see what we have. Well, remember, you got to put the manufacturers in. Then he gets you get to pass or take it. So it's going to be Williams, Data East, or Premier. Yeah, they're all around. We got the big three. Williams, Data East, and Premier, and I'm putting these in random.org? Yeah. Yep. I'm picking the first one that comes out? You're, well, you're telling me the first one, telling then I'll either say pass or go. Okay. Premier. <laughs> I will pass. Ah! <laughs> Why can't I get Data East? Even that would be better. Shit. <laughs> and what do I have now? What's the next one? 
Williams. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> this sucks hard. Oh, God. Okay, so for Premier... Now, hold on, I'm looking it up now. I'm looking Deadly it up. Deadly Weapon. <laughs> uh, nudge It. Wait, Silver wait, wait, wait. Slugger. What's Nudge? Nudge's a redemption game. That's... Yeah, I know. Title Fight. Vegas. Uh, I just played Title Fight. So yes, I can actually, I can Oh, and Tim knows Title Fight too. Oh man. Yeah, and everyone kept asking me, "How do you get the jackpotted multi ball?" I said, "I don't. I drain on purpose. If I get a ball trapped on the right flipper in that multi ball, <laughs> I only drain out a multi ball on purpose. That's how good Premier is at writing a rule set." And I only have a couple good ones. Don't worry about it. it. It's it's not that bad for you. It really isn't. It's only going to be Diner, Funhouse, <laughs> Pool Sharks, Radical, Riverboat Gambler. Oh, turd. Okay. Polar Games, The Bally Game Show, and Whirlwind. Wow. I'm getting roasted like a nuts here. That's yeah. Now, now you know how I feel after oh. last this week. I mean, Premier hardly made any games in 1990 compared to Williams. Yep. Because they suck. Yeah, they were busy updating the solid state electronics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh 1990. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I think this whole like solid state thing is where it's at. You get to enjoy street level games. Yeah. With your eclectic podcast. The what? You broke up there. I said the Eclectic Game Podcast actually talked about the street-level games, and now you get to actually try to defend them. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> We're all counting on you. Hey, I know that reference. Yes, and the judge next week probably will not know all of your games, Ron. Oh, one more game I have also. Dr. Dude. And his Excellent Ray. Excellent uh, Ray, yep. Yeah, that's right, that's the full title. It is. Dr. Dune is excellent, Ray. Now, you would have wanted Data East. Yeah, yeah. if I had got Data East, what wonderful things would I have gotten? Uh, Back to the future. Back to the future. Simpsons. Family Opera. King Kong, actually. Uh, Do we count that? No one's ever played that. (laughs) My paycheck had two. And Total Recall, but they didn't make any of them. No. But the Total Recall. Oh, that's that cool one. That yeah, looks cool, cool cabinet, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Siamese twin the pinball machine design. So I would have been screwed anyway. Oh, that Total Recall backlash is awesome. It is. Oh, I wish they just printed this just to do it. I know. You can see the texture on Arnold's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to look at this now. It's total Get to recall. The Get to the no, wrong movie. And this outfit that the uh, the woman in the front's wearing is is intense. You wouldn't see three, something like this. Three boobs. No, not her, three boobs. Yeah. She's wearing like a, a strapless swimsuit top and then a, a top yeah, over. That's the, yeah, that's the that's the that's the lead uh, lady. Oh, that's one of the lead ladies. It's Sharon Stone, for God's sake! Come on. Yeah, one of the attraction. And then the other one, who's the other leading lady, who doesn't really look like her, actually. No, it doesn't. So they didn't get it quite right on some of them. And, of course, Arnold, there must be a thing in his contract where he says he has to be in the artwork more than once. 
Yes. Because even in his backlash, he's there like three times, four times. He looks angry. I look <laughs> angry. Yeah. Yeah. I like the guy with his eyeballs popping out. That's cool. I know. <laughs> oh, that's gory. So, yes. Tune in next week when you watch William Slaughter premiere again. I'm sorry. Did I say that aloud? Shut up. Okay, on with the mail. Mail ball, ball bag. bag. I love them thing, the mail ball bag. I'm glad you do. So we got email from Ryan C. Ryan C. from this from the Head to Head podcast. I talked to them a lot this week. That's right. And you got to walk on your accent there, mate. He says, good day, lads. It's been a while. Aerosmith layout is very similar to Kiss, but plays different. Got into the Galaxy layout, similar to Metallica, but will probably play totally different as well. You hope. What do you guys think of these recycled designs by Borg? The left fuel shot probably has the same one-to-one geometry, so it's going to feel exactly the same when you make the shot. Is that a good or a bad thing? Also, with all these complicated rule sets and overuse of the action button, hello, Jeff Tielis. Mm, hi, Jeff. Is Lonnie's relatively simple code now more desired? No. <laughs> so, so you would take the action button over Lonnie's code? No, I go back to Metallica and enjoy my game with uh, Lyman's code. But he's busy with Batman, so he can't be doing code. So what, what do you think, Tim? First of all, I disagree with Jeff Tielis. Just out of principle. Because uh, he's been hammering home this action button point for so long. And I just want to say, look, it's it's fine. <laughs> it, it's There's actually a limit on Star Wars of how many things you can mash. So you don't have to crush your hand. You can pound it at a reasonable pace and you uh, won't lose out. <laughs> uh, it sucks. I don't know. I mean, I, I see... I, I don't see it as a trend of disaster. I see it as one game that has uh, overusage of it. But yeah, other than that, it's yeah, it's fine. I don't even know what the point of my answer here was. I just wanted to make that point. You just <laughs> want to make fun of Jeff Teolis. He's been going on about this for so long. I agree with him. I am yeah, right with him. Got to move on to the next topic, like how i don't know rehash the whole playfield design stirred bad at it or something i don't know <laughs> nope i'd rather make fun of the button the action button the button does a good thing it's it gives something to people a really bright thing that they can smash instead of the start button that actually puts the ball into play that's i'd rather the best smash thing the button and play the game yeah and it gives me an option to use the auto plunger if i want to hmm but his question is, what do you guys think of the recycled designs by Borg? <laughs> They're not recycled. There's t- new things. There's one new th- thing on it. There's a drop target with the target behind it that holds the ball. And then there's a Borg's never done a magnet in the middle of the play field that you can't see, right? A hidden magnet. <laughs> Look, it's all brand spanking new. Well, the funny thing was Head to Head Podcast talked about this last week, how Borg only makes two flipper designs. And I was like, no. All of the Borg early designs were all three flipper games. <coughs> Tron. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But I mean, you think about it. Tommy, Guns N' Roses, Tales from the Crypt, all three flipper designs. And good ones. I'll say this about Borg. If his designs look the same, they don't shoot the same. On Steve Ritchie's games or on 
uh, Trudeau's games. If I want to shoot that left ramp, I know exactly where the ball is on the right flipper to shoot the left ramp before I even yep. play it. On Trudeau's games, maybe Kiss and uh, and uh, Borg. Borg's game, sorry, on his games, maybe that center ramp and the right ramp look like they're in the same place on Kiss and Aerosmith, but I, you shoot them in different places on both flippers. I agree. And it's you can backhand the right ramp easier, even though it looks harder, on Aerosmith. And you can't do that as easily on Metallica, even though it kind of looks the same. Like, they look the same, but they you got to learn them all differently. They're all a little different in how they feed and how they return. There's just subtle things on all of them that kind of change it, make put you on your toes. I don't feel like when I'm playing a game, I know the shots already. Whereas, like, you know, a Steve Ritchie game, I know where that, you know, sweet ramp shot's going to be. Mm, sweet. Oh, and he says something at the end we can all agree on. P.S. Dialed in is awesome. It is That's awesome. True. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best game in a long time. I don't know. It, it'd be it'd be interesting to see a designer who came out. Maybe Keith will be that person, or maybe <sighs> the New Jersey Jack designer who just made a totally different layout every time. Yeah. And let's see what their hit rate is on like fun shooting games. Golden Girls, baby. Can't wait. I cannot Golden wait Girls. for that. All right. Last email. This is Jason from New Jersey. It says, hello, Ron and Bruce. I recently tried putting up my Tron for trade locally and on Pinside. I'm very surprised at the lack of interest in any trades after two weeks. I did not put a price on it in either ad because I was just looking to trade it. All I said was I am looking for games close to the value of a non-rounded Tron. Is this strange, or is Tron not as popular as I thought it would be to others? Just curious as to what you guys think about lack of trade offers in it. It has cliffies since uh, new, and it had decals on the cabinet from the later run. Thought this would be a very easy machine to trade. The problem is, all the new games coming out that people want, they don't want to trade any. Some people do want to trade. And that's not a problem. Like we, Like, I want to trade for a cheetah. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Trade Cheetah with Brucey. Most people want to sell their games so they can get either a dialed-in TNA, maybe a Pirates, even maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody wants to buy a Star Wars, so. But, uh, you know, they want to buy new stuff. And unfortunately, trading doesn't get them anywhere. So you kind of get a little screwed. You got to find the right partner. And you're in a good location in New Jersey for that partnership, but you just got to find the right guy to to make a matchup with and sometimes it takes weeks is Tron a hard game to trade I don't think so do you guys think that no I feel like people like Tron they like modding it that's for sure you take the mods out if you put them in and then try to do it again what do you feel Ron you would think someone would want to trade something someone would make an offer or something yeah. I'll trade you cash for it. <laughs> maybe maybe when you put your trade bait out there again, you redo the ad, what you want. You know, don't just go for blind anything. Say, I want to trade my Tron for this, 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 or this. Give people options. Yeah, you it's know, like crafting your dating profile. You got to give someone something to talk about, you know, to start yep. start the conversation. Exactly. I, I want to sell Tron. I love long walks on the beach. Just put that in there. Yeah, get, get I the want, conversation started. <laughs> I want a no good gophers in cash for my Tron, you know, or I want, you know, this and this, you know, I want a TNA for my Tron, you know, that kind of stuff. You want to get people to think about it. 
TNA for a Tron. That's interesting. It's That'll get value. people talking, yeah. It's close value, actually, so... Yeah, I would definitely just put in titles that you're looking for. That would be the key to try to make your trade bait easier. Because typically when you see the for trade ads, usually like interested in, and they'll put like the games we're interested in and see how that goes. Like I'm interested in the cheetah and I want to trade either two games and nobody wants to fucking trade me a cheetah. Champion damn cheetah. (laughs) See, Bruce has been doing it. Both of you guys have been doing this on the podcast for months. not years. I know. And we're telling people what we want. I got the Star Trek LE. I'll trade that for a cheetah plus cash. Every time you guys mention it, the value goes up and no one wants to trade it anymore. They're just waiting until you get one. <laughs> that then didn't that's work the out. moment they sell. That didn't work though, because Ron said he paid a lot of money for his uh, Dragon Fist, and look what happened. Yeah, he found cheaper one cheaper. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so like I said, Star Trek LE trade for your cheetah plus cash, hot dogging, or centaur. It's like let's make a deal here. I'll it give is. you this and this for this, but wait, there's, there's more. more. I also have a spare ramp. All right, I'm coming to the end of my uh, my limit. I think the 24 hours is finally starting to get to me. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, okay. I think it's time to pay some bills. www.pinballlifter.com. Come check out my site. Use your brain, not your back, for your pinball lifter, helper, tilter, mods, and wheel kits. Jim from the Sanctum, I did not forget about you. I will contact you in a couple days about your wheel kit for your lifter. Come check out Facebook for the silver ball saloon also check out our website the silverballsaloon.com hopefully at the end of this month we're waiting on a couple more repairs before we can call the health department in and get our co and our health department so that we can get our liquor license and then i'll have some games in there and come visit me come spend money at my place say hi to all the favorite podcasts we know and love hi guys it's gotten too long we were also mentioned on the Eclectic Podcast this week, so thanks to those guys. Don't forget Flipper Fidelity, Mike Pupo, selling the best sound kits for your uh, pinball machines. And don't forget a pinball star, Joe Newhart. They sell uh, Jersey Jack, Spooky, Houdini with uh, American Pinball, and they also sell Chicago Gaming. Check those guys out. Don't forget, we don't make any money off them. Just give, trying to get some guy, good guys some good deals. And uh, what the hell? Let's let's see if I can get them all here. We got this flipping podcast, the Pinball Players podcast, the, the Coast to Coast podcast. We have the Head to Head podcast. We have the Pinball Profile, Jeff Teolis. We have Fun with Bonus, Steve Bowden. Hi, Zach. We have the Pinball Players podcast with Jeff Parsons. Parsons. We also have um, This Week in Pinball website. Check it out. That's where uh, we get our news when we do the podcast because he does it on Monday. So I can just go there and get all the news. That's thisweekinpinball.com. And we also have our famous Tim Balls, Mr. Tim Sexton. Thank you again for coming on. Episode, you, we're going to start naming episodes after you. This is well, episode nine with uh, Tim Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you'd like to plug, Tim? Uh, I'd oh, like to uh, plug Tim Balls on YouTube, Tim Balls on Twitch. He wants to plug the girl downstairs in apartment 1B. True, I was <laughs> doing a little Tinder swiping during this episode. Right. Made some plans to meet up at a coffee shop on Sunday. That'll be fun. Oh, nice, very cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's my plug. Yeah, hi, Tim. I'm so glad I met you on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> I'll oh. bring the lube. Nice to meet you here, too. So, tell me, what do you know about pinball? <laughs> you just got to go up to them and say, Medieval Madness, AFM, The Shadow, and they're going to go, huh? Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would not make it to any second dates if I did it that way. <laughs> Uh so yeah thanks for having me again guys number nine can't wait see. for number 10 episode 10 will be coming up who knows when you guys have a full schedule of guest books so it we won't do. be for a while it'll be will be extended out don't so don't win anything i'll have to get better than third to get your attention now at a circuit event or something <laughs> yeah we only have the winners on now yeah, yeah, I got to start getting firsts again. That's going to be tough. You're exempt because you've been on so many times, but eventually we're going to demand you win something. All right, exactly. that's fair. Okay. I would I would definitely agree with that. Ron, do you have anything you want to plug? Star Trek LE. It'll be put up for sale at some point when I get around to it. Scott, sorry I haven't been getting back to your emails on the, the code you want me to test. I've been very busy. I will get to it eventually. We are the Slam Till Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Slam Till Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel where we have all our podcasts and our streams uploaded, including my latest dialed in 1.50 stream. Watch uh, 50 minutes or so of terrible play for your (laughs) enjoyment. And then watch uh, the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of excellent play. We are also on... Stitcher, we're on iTunes again, just search for Slam Tilt Podcast. Correspondence can be sent to us at our email address, slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode 68, Rocky 2. Thanks again to Tim Balls. Thanks to everyone out there in podcast land. Say goodbye, Bruce. Now, I actually forgot the name of the person who I have to say goodbye to this week because he emailed me and said I should, and I can't find his post. So I'm going to go say goodbye to Joel Reeves and the guy who I said, I will get you next week, I promise. And text me so I remember again. Well, I can give you a, suit, a minute to find his name. No, I can't even find it. I've been looking for the past 10 minutes. This is what happens, Tim, when you get old. Yes, it does. I forget stuff all the time. Don't worry. See? It'll only get worse. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking describe me, Patty. Say goodbye, Ron. Goodbye, everybody. Ah.